Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the DrBikeHuskin.com podcast. My name is Kevin Henry, recording live at Chicago Midwinter, joined by a dear friend and somebody I admire greatly in this industry, and that's Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff Daly. Thank hey Jeff, you. how are you? Thank you. All good. Fun meeting. Great meeting. It's always good to see you because I know whenever I see you, we're going to talk about some good that's being done in our industry. And I know Give Kids a Smile has been your heartbeat, your brainchild. How long have we been doing Give Kids a Smile? Yeah, I think we were, we're on about year 23 now. So in St. Louis, we're still going strong. We do a two-day clinic in February or March and two days again in October or November. So four days a year in St. Louis, the rest of the country. Uh, it doesn't have to be February. That's really the first Friday of February is the official kickoff of Give Kids a Smile nationally from the American Dental Association. But we say you can have a Give Kids a Smile program anytime during the year. Are you surprised? I mean, looking back, how much it has grown in those 23 years? Oh, and how. I mean, <laughs> chills go up and down my spine when I think about the millions of kids that have gotten some dental treatment that otherwise would have no access to dental care. And it's still, like I said, going strong. And so um, we'd like to think we were going to put ourselves out of business, so to speak. But unfortunately, it's not happening. There's plenty of uh, kids who really need our help. Is it socioeconomic? It, why, what's the biggest reason to give kids a smile? You all haven't put yourself out of business yet. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of it's socioeconomic. A lot of it is uh, they might come to a clinic, a one-day clinic, and never find themselves a dental home. And so that's a big part of the push nationally is to when, when we tell people to put on their programs, reinforce the need for them to find a dental home. Um, I know in a lot of states, Medicaid reimbursement's not very good. Uh, my state of Missouri did a whole revamping and, and reimbursements are very good nowadays. So maybe uh, some of your listeners could look into their own state Medicaid programs and become providers now that the, uh, the fees have gone up with their reimbursement. So give me a 30,000 foot view. How does somebody get involved with Give Kids a Smile? Um, in the easy, quick way, if you want to get involved, you could start with your local dental society if you have one in your town. Uh, state Dental Association might be able to help, and I know the American Dental Association can help. You can go to their uh, webpage, you know, ADA.org, and search for the Give Kids a Smile page, and there's all sorts of resources on that. Um, forms you can use, protocols, uh, almost like a manual, a how-to manual. And this is something that it's the whole, it's a team thing. It's not just the dentist involved, but, but you know, teams have to make this happen too. Oh yeah, when we do our programs in St. Louis, uh, it's full service dentistry at ours. So they'll get a, a digital x-rays a, and a triage uh, exam off to hygiene for a cleaning or a hygiene instruction, fluoride treatments. If their teeth are decent, we can do some pit and fissure sealants, otherwise off to the restorative department. And we even do oral surgery and, and endodontics as well. Um, Ortho, local orthodontists get involved. They come to our program and adopt a couple kids and do their, their work gratis as well. But, uh, yeah, my office comes, everybody comes, the hygienists, the assistants, the docs, everybody. And tell me how the industry helps make Give Kids a Smile happen. We couldn't do it without the industry. It's obviously it's one of the, the best private corporate kind of cooperative program I've ever seen. I mean, they're so giving of everything, their time, their expertise. Uh, supplies, obviously, you know, we have kits that we send out every October 1st, it opens up, you can apply for a kit. And in there, you'll find a whole bunch of different supplies that uh, different manufacturers have donated. Uh, Henry Schein puts them all together in kits and ships them out. 
you know, one thing that I've seen is you, I don't are people surprised by the amount of need that's out there? Because I've seen the lines for these days and people ready to, you know, th they circle this on their calendar to get this care. Oh, yeah. It, that's it's shocking. Yeah. Um, the mom programs you'll see, the missions yeah. and mercies around the country. That's the one that people will sleep outside yeah. to get in to get in. Um, kids, we don't like them doing that. So that's why I, originally when I saw when I started Give Kids Smile in St. Louis, yeah. there was only one mom program out there and it was in Texas, Terry Dickinson's program. And they did sleep out at those days. And I said, we're never going to do that here. And we, we actually make appointments. Okay. So we, you know, we, we schedule 50 to 60 kids every hour to show up and we take it from there. And then nobody has to sleep out and we don't have to turn people away. That's the hardest thing that I see that's to do when you're in the middle, middle of the day of mom, you have to walk outside and say, okay, everybody from here back, go on uh, home. Okay. That's, yeah. That would be tough. Yeah. So I know it's give kids a smile, but you were telling me before we went on that mm -hmm. it's expanding really. Tell me yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely. We're back in the ADA foundation with the foundation's job is, is all about giving back. Uh, as far as give kids a smile, the programs are good and everybody's doing great around the country. We decided uh, by the time these kids are like kindergarten age or preschool age, we're too late. So we decided in St. Louis, we started in an area called Tiny Smiles, which is birth to age four. Now, we're not working on these kids, so to speak. We're doing more working on the parents, their brains, because we want them to learn how to take care of their children. So we do knee-to-knee -knee examinations on the kids at our programs in St. Louis. The ADA is taking that and trying to make it work so general dentists across the country are not afraid of doing a 12-month exam on all children. Yeah. It's the goal to have every 12-month-old see a dentist at some time or another. So Give Kids a Smile is trying to educate uh, general practitioners to, again, not be afraid and do this. Uh, recently, uh, last year, we kind of co-sponsored a veterans, Give Veterans a Smile, best practices symposium at the ADA headquarters here in Chicago. And since then, we've decided to kind of try to help bring them along and bring them in. As long as we have this organization that's good at organizing programs and, and best practices and, and helping and training people to, to do better, why not concentrate on that group, which is another horribly neglected group? It's true. So now we're infants, children, and now veterans, which is great. That's our job. We need to give back. No, I, I see my dad's an 81-year-old veteran. I see the dental help he needs, you know, and I'm thankful for the VA, but I'm also, there, there's so many other places out there that I know are able to give to oh, veterans, so it's wonderful. I, I always thought the VA did all their dentistry, uh, yeah. and it's like they only treat like 7% of all veterans. 93% have nowhere to go. And that's a shock right it, there. It shocked me. I, I blew me away. I yeah. just couldn't believe it. Let's get back to the, the, your smaller patients, shall we say, because I know there is something of a learning curve for the dentist to be able to do that. But is it really more about education of the, the parent at oh, yeah. that point? At a 12 month, yes. Yeah. I mean, I would not, I mean, I'm a general dentist. I love working on kids. I would no more know what to do on a 12 month old as far as that child needed restorative work. So, but we know that a lot of it can be prevented. This is, dental disease is preventable, yeah. but you have to know what to do. So that's what the purpose of the knee to knee exam is. You're, you've got that child and you can show the parent how to do as far as oral hygiene, what to do. You talk to them about diet. You talk to them about working in their own hygiene. I mean, they need uh, you know to work on their own oral hygiene as well. Sure. So we're working on the parents as well as the kids. And when I say working, I don't mean physically working, uh, you know, teaching. Yeah. And, and I think that teaching is important because one thing I've heard is that 
you know, we used to have hygienists go in as tooth fairies and things like that mm -hmm. in the schools. I'm not sure if that happens as much now as it did yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah. I don't know either, but yeah. it used to be every February, the second grade, I know Procter & Gamble, I believe, had a program yeah. like that that sponsored at Crest. And they would, you know, give them, give the schools things, something to bring, a, you know, a dentist. And, you know, all over the years I've been asked by patients and whatever, can you come to my class? Sure. Always do it. To the listeners out there, it's a great way to build your practice. My dad taught me, build your practice with kids. You know, the kids will come. Uh, once the parents see how good you are to that child and how much that child loves you, they'll come. And then, then the aunts and uncles and the grandparents and everybody comes. That's how you start. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a minute because I know you get asked this or hear this. I do enough charity in my practice. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of this. Or I, how, do, how do we get people past that mindset? It's hard. I mean, I understand. And people do give a lot away in their practices. Yeah. This is just another avenue of ways to give back. These are kids that really are not going into any practices. So you've got to view the bigger picture. Like you said, you've got to view that if you don't help them, they'll have nothing. So, you know, you got to see it in your heart to say that a child should not go to bed crying because they have a toothache, yeah. you know, not cooperate in school because they're, you know, they're having problems. Uh, a great story. One of our, we got a letter back from a guidance counselor. They had a, it was a middle school kid, like a sixth or seventh grader. It was a girl. She was in the principal's office almost every day getting in fights, just bad, disheveled appearance when she came to school, came to our clinic. She ended up needing a root canal and an extraction. She changed the next day. She was back at school, wow. never got in trouble again. She was just in pain every day and couldn't get anybody to help her. And we helped her and she was a changed person. You wonder how many stories there are out there that you don't realize that's the issue. So many. And now the fun thing we're looking for out there, and if any of the listeners are one of these individuals, we'd love to find a child that went through as a Give Kids a Smile child that's now in dental school or is a dentist. Oh my gosh, wow. So we've been looking, we found a couple. So we're just trying to find more stories like that, that I never had dental care. I went to one of your clinics. I, you know, all of a sudden I found an interest in dentistry from there and I'm a dentist now. That would be- I never thought 23 years, yeah, yeah, you would cycle yeah, through yeah. at this point. These kids are now, could be graduating as dentists. That's gotta be a cool feeling for oh, you right there, the seriously. Best. The best, if oh we can, gosh. the more we find the better. That is awesome. That makes it really, really worthwhile. Anything else we need to know about Give Kids a Smile? Where's Where's it going? What's next? I know that you know you're really incorporating. Just, you just keep working like we're doing it. I mean, the more we're there to help others, meaning help programs around the country, that's what we want to do. Dental schools, we're working on that as a side project. I forgot, almost forgot about that one. So, we'd like there to be a Give Kids a Smile program at every dental school in the country. Oh wow, that's cool. And if that's the case, then we're hopefully training students to want to give back. You know started in dental school so when they graduate that's in their dna to to want to give back i love that that would be really yeah cool. so that we're going to we're going to accomplish that and fast okay so how do dental schools get involved because i know some of them listen to this again podcast. go go to go go through the ada okay. go to their website we have people that can talk to you um we're talking about having a best practice symposium for dental schools so they can learn from each other they may come to st louis that's we've cool. had this thing over the years uh we called the you know i always called smile the you know they call it Leadership Development Institute. I had a more cute name, like Give Kids a Smile University. <laughs> but it's called Leadership Development Institute. We bring 10 people to St. Louis every year. We did it about 10 years in a row. And they had they could work with each other, helping each other with problems they're having in their programs, yeah. and then work our program and see ours firsthand. 
So we did that for 10 years straight, and now we're thinking about maybe doing it, but bringing dental schools, you know, their, their representatives to St. Louis, and they can work and watch ours and work with each other and help each other with answers to their problems. You've, you've done amazing things for so long. It's really, this is so cool to see it just growing and keep flourishing. So congratulations to you and your entire team that make this happen. We will keep it up. And with the help of the people at the ADA, it's great. And with the help of all the manufacturers out there, I can't thank them enough for all they do to help it. Because again, without them, it, it would never have flourished like it has all these years. I mean, people like Steve Kess. Yeah. I mean, he, he took it and just developed it like, Nonstop. He uh, he's my mentor, my personal mentor when it comes to doing this sort of thing. Well, you know, and, and you know Stanley Bergman. I mean, they sure. it's in their DNA. Give back. It's unreal. Well, and, and and I've always seen the passion from you in this, and I know there are others that share that passion. It's just a matter of really pushing that passion out. So thank you for doing this. Right. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you for having, to see you, thank you having, having me here and hopefully spreading the word. Hey, amen. Glad to do that, my friend. And thanks to all of you who listened to this episode for the Dr. Podcast podcast. Absolutely. Make sure you're getting involved. Make sure that you're changing lives because it's not that difficult to put in an investment and see it flourish down the road. Until next time, Kevin Henry, the editor-in-chief for Dr. Podcast, been signing off. Wish you nothing but success ahead.